But um, yeah, my name is Ramiz Ibrahim. I've been um, I've been a Muslim now for like twenty four years. Alhamdulillah. Okay. Uh, I initially started uh, in mobile phone accessories. Yeah. Uh, 1999-2000. By 2003, I started learning about hijama, doing hijama. I stopped for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, not stopped, but I cut it down a bit, so I was doing a lot of eclectic work. Right. I studied my um, modular degree in psychotherapy. Yeah. Uh, and there was a time where I was doing two days a week uh, selling fresh fish, two days a week counselling, two days a week um, hijama. Wow. Uh, I added on that. I learned a lot. I learned a lot of... Um, uh, knowledge on um, chiropractic and osteopathy is a pain management. I added that to the resume. Uh, sports therapy. I'm now doing my diploma in herbal, herbal medicine. Oh, um, I've got a clinic in London, Ilford, Cranbrook Road. Um, that's it, really. That's about me. I mean, I'm, 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 in, the, I'm in the game of acquiring or in the acquisition of anything to do with like self-development for the betterment of myself and my therapists and those around me who are connected with me, I suppose. Oh, that's fantastic. That's really good. Is it life? Is it like similar to coaching, life coaching or mentorship? Well, counseling and psychotherapy, they're, in, they're, they're used intercollectively, uh, but the, the um, people do differentiate with them. Psychotherapy is more practical solution work like CBT, I would say, cognitive behavior therapy, NLP, and then counseling is more like listening with different frameworks um, surrounding different different, um, theories of um, uh, listening skills. You've got person-centered, Carl Rogers, you've got Galt, you've got psychodynamic like Sigmund Freud. I don't don't accept his psychosexual side of things, but I his psychodynamic whereby your past has shaped you a bit right but it doesn't mean that you can't change your right. mindset or your heart set you know yeah i read something interesting the other day um it was something to do with past trauma and how it can impact you not just on a like a mental or emotional but eventually it could affect you physically would you agree with that well, yeah, it's called psychosomatic. So basically, if you, if, you, if you don't express yourself, your emotions, they get pent up, get pent up anger, and you can get, you know, pathologically, well, I can't say pathologically, it's not a disease you catch, but more physiologically, you know? Yeah. To be honest with you, Farouk, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got psychosomatic symptoms. It's, yeah. it's possible. And my advice is to go to a chiropractor and get adjusted monthly, yeah. uh, do exercise, and, you, and not only will you feel better physically, but also mentally spiritually emotionally as well right um, the other side of things is that it's possible that you have some physiological uh, issues yeah. literal issues that your vertebrae misaligned yeah. so your spasming causing you causing you pain right uh, but at the same time it could be psychosomatic where you're actually suffering as a result of trauma yeah Either that, um, yeah sorry carry on and sometimes uh, let's say, obviously, it depends on what environment you live in, you know, which mosque you go to, things like that, and what kind of advice people give you. But it's like, for instance, with an imam, I feel like if they can give you advice on a deen perspective, but a lot of the times, and, you know, obviously, personally, not happened to me, but sometimes what they do say, especially if you're a, if you're a man and you're going through some sort of trauma, they would say, well, 
maybe you're not in the dean that much you know maybe your faith isn't so what you know like something like that what would you say about that if someone said that I, to, to be honest, I remember some years back, say 10, 15 years ago, I went to a talk, a lecture, I won't mention the Sheikh's name. Yeah. And this man asked, and he said, oh, just make ta'awud, a'awud billahi min ash-shaytan al-jim, inshallah. And yeah. I, feel like, I, I feel like throttling him. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It, it does, of course, there's a point, of course, yeah. lack of iman, yeah. of, it does, you know, it does affect you. Yeah. You know, it, it, but the increase in the iman, reduces the potential threat of the right. feeling of feeling down, nothing's happening for me, nothing's going right, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, some years back, I wrote an article called the, the Displacing the Illusion of Control and the Reality of Qadr. Mm. And it's important to understand that control is an illusion. Yeah. But people, and so is depression. But if you look at depression, in, I can talk about it in, in, a mental aspect, in, a, in a mental aspect and also yeah. a spiritual aspect. So... Yeah. If your spiritual aspect is correct, then you won't so the depression that you'll suffer, you'll suffer from it, but you'll be able to get out of it much easier and won't feel it so much. Right. That's not that it's not there, but it is there. Mental health is a problem. Yeah. Um, earlier on today, I spoke on narcissism, yeah. uh, ego, um, and we were talking about this and how men become that because of the way they've been brought up. Right. And and anger is like, anger is a pain. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I said to people is the way to actually deal with a narcissist, not that he may work, you know, he may be so arrogant, he, won't, he or she won't care less. Right. But they say, I'm not going to allow you, I'm not, not going to allow you to cover your pain by mm -hmm. abusing me. Yeah, yeah. I know there's an issue. Let's deal with it. Mm -hmm. I'm here. I'm your husband. I'm your wife. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm your son, I'm your daughter, I'm your, I'm your father, I'm your mother. Let's, there's an issue, let's do it. I'm not, not there's something wrong with you. No one's going to attack you. We're here to love you. We're going to talk about it. Right. But 20 years ago, talking about this kind of thing would be a taboo, especially in the Asian community. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I, I've had sisters call me up and say, oh, brother, my brother-in-law is raping me and I don't know what to do. And Oh, my God. And it's, it's like, what, what do I do? Uh, or, you know, and my father's forcing me to marry someone I don't want to force to get married to. And I say, well, look, forcing a daughter to marry someone they don't want to is like getting some Tom, Dick and Harry off the street and sleep with her. What difference does it make? Exactly. To sleep with someone she doesn't want to sleep with. Yeah, that's not the dean, man. That's basically what you're doing. That's the implication yeah. here. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, as, as men, we need to be, you know, really vigilant and... You know, I'm 55 years old, alhamdulillah, and I've still got a lot of energy. You know, I go a few rounds, but it's come to a point where I look at people and I'm thinking, where's the men gone? Yeah. We've got males. Yeah. We've got physiological males, but we haven't got men. Right. You know, for example, they spent $9 trillion on the Iraq war for nothing, but they can't spend a billion to stop child trafficking. And then we realized this year, lately, around the world, they're not, they're not spending money on child trafficking because the ones you want to help us to do child trafficking, are the child traffickers themselves. Wow. Man, it's so corrupt. So who's going to stop all this? Evil, mm. evil is not, I know it's a soft tangent here, but <laughs> evil is not going to stop. It's not going to go <laughs> blow it away. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Take real men do something about it. As yeah. the Prophet said, in evil, first of all, stop with your hand. Right. It'll cause too much fitna. But then you think, if you don't say anything, if you don't do anything, that is the fitna itself. Right. 
you know. Edward Bell said the same thing, near enough. Um, in order for evil to prevail, it says good men to do nothing. Mm. And the latest one I've heard is the best, uh, the best defense against evil is for good men to be skilled at violence. Wow. Righteous violence. <laughs> you know, we're living in, in London. I don't know if you heard. There was, there was, a, guy on, uh, there was a guy on the bus yes. sexually assaulting a woman, and all people were doing was... Oh, my word. Recording it. Wow. Nobody did anything. Wow. What's the world coming to, man? It's, you know, and I think going back to, especially when it comes to healing as men, you know, um, I think it's really important that, especially if there's the scholars of the deen, the imams, you know, who have this kind of responsibility in society, they should be told that, you know, that, okay, as part of your faith, if someone comes up to you and says, look, I've got an issue here where, you know, I'm not uh, either sleeping well or there's something going on in my head or like part of your faith is to go and seek that healing, right? Instead of just assuming that, okay, yeah, let's, let's do an exorcism. Let's pray, pray these. No, you got to yeah, seek the healing. That's that's exactly. Healing. Like when you what go to nowadays is right? blame the jinns all the time. Yeah, and it's like the medicine, for instance, the shifa, Allah puts the healing in the medicine, but you have to take it. You can't just assume that, oh, you know what? I, sh I, should, I should pray more. Maybe that's my issue. You know, and that's where, especially the imams have to draw that line and say, look, we need to get people the proper help. And there's a lot of loners out there, you know, people who don't even want, want to go to the mosques anymore because there's this stigma, especially in the Islamic community, where men aren't seeking that help so what happens like you said depression anxiety you know things like that and and they just become more and more put themselves more and more into that black hole you know it's a scary yeah, word. yeah. so let me uh, i mean allah, i mean allah allah does say in the quran that anyone that changed my reminder would live a, a, a depressive life yeah yeah you know and people say well these people are happy they've got ferraris they're, they're not happy no, they're not. They're not. They're not happy. No. You so what, what do you think, especially where you are now, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges uh, for Muslims nowadays, like primarily distracts them from their faith? What do you think it is like where in your local area or in England as a whole? What do you think? Okay, it's the world as a whole. Is the it? whole world is one, they're on a one world government, isn't it? And they're, and right. they're well, they, they've already got a one-world government because they've everybody they've got their own flags, own um, national anthem, own language, right. own food, own everything, and they try to um, destroy religion by using Islam initially to destroy all religions by using Islam. And at the same time, now they the whole world's governments and the local and the far the far are allowing you to fulfil your desires. Yes. So that there's something happens, you won't go and do anything about it. You're too afraid to lose your desires. Oh, I've got a mortgage. I've got, I've got to fulfill my needs. And yeah. if I go out there and fight, and if I go out there and start, it's not my business. You know, just me, myself, and I. Um, you know, you, you've been long enough in England. You know that cat D prison. You can go out to work during the day, go and study. But at nighttime, you've got to come back to the prison, right? Yeah. Well, there's no difference between that prison or your house, is there? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Your house is a cat D prison. Yeah. People. 20, 30 years next to the neighbor, and they ain't got a clue who the neighbor's name is. Yeah, it's true. It's me, my, me, myself, and I. 
I mean, a lot of mental health is happening out there. I know we we talk about health in general, but mental health is a big thing. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, the, the marriages, divorce rates are going up because yeah. the um, you know the men are not real men; they're just narcissists. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking back at my younger self. You know, I had narcissistic traits, men, and many of them. Yeah. No, because the way the way you you know most 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 people are brought up in different cultures. You're you know, right. Western culture they don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But in the by the Asian culture or the Turkish, Bengali, African, whatever it is, is that you know stiff up. If a boy cries, you mustn't cry. Hold everything. Yeah. You've got to be strong. There's no nurturing. There's no emotional intelligence being wow. taught. There's no one to try and deal with your anger. So you grow up. And you think, well, I'm old enough now to take what I want. And I've learned how to manipulate to get what I want. Yeah. A lot of it is because suppressed anger as well, isn't it? It's all suppressed anger, etc. cetera. And, um, and, and my mis- I had terrible rage yeah. in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. I still have. But I've come to a point to how to control it. Right. And, That's you right. know, being this age, I've come to a point that I'm saying myself, well, I am a man now yeah. when, I, when I know I can, but yeah. I don't. I know I can manipulate. I know I can do this. I know I can do it, but I don't do it. But I don't do it, exactly. And, and you think that's how you deal with women? Yeah. You know? Some, you've got to break them all somewhere, you know? And that's the thing. It's like if you bring that backward mentality into your home uh, and then you insulate it into your children, that is just going to carry on. You've got to stop. You've, 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 got to, you've got to break the cycle. I mean, right. you know... Uh, you're gonna tell you gotta tell your your boy your you know your sons yeah. to lower their gaze and protect the women protect the children protect those who are um, uh, weaker than you but yeah. also at the same time make him a warrior right right in order to do that it's not worth telling him to do that but he's got no skills yeah and secondly telling the women to you know cover up be modest lower your gaze as well and you know the way the father treats the the the, uh, the mother is how the son will treat his wife. Right. How yeah. the women accept to be treated. Right. Yeah. You know? So let me ask you a random question. You know, we're talking about, uh, you know, the younger generation. So what would you tell your younger self if you knew now what you know? Like, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> That's such a cliche, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very... It's a very um, evocative question. Yeah. Um, I think the one word that comes to mind is patience. Yeah. And don't worry about tomorrow. Mm. You know, not everybody is your, not everyone that smiles at you is your friend. Yeah. Everybody that frowns at you is your enemy. Mm. You've got to learn to have the balance very quickly. You know, yeah, my younger self. My younger self is my son. Right, right. You know, and if you don't he's six. He's six. I had kids. I had kids late, yeah. but um, there's a reason for having it late. Maybe I need to learn a lot more before I had children. Well, I mean, it, I, I'm a kind of person that you know, you have like body dysmorphia. Yeah. I have like, I mean, I coined this phrase and I've looked it up, and no one's ever used it. So I hope I can. Make make use of this word, and people can recognise it as a as a as a real thing. It's like emotional dysmorphia. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
not believing that you deserve it. Right. So you sabotage. Yeah. And you start again when you keep sabotaging mm. until you realize the fact that you do sabotage and you find out why you sabotage, where it stemmed from, and then you try and try and sort it out. Yeah. Uh, not so much business. I mean, um, I mean, people ask me, you know, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been around the block, you know, a few times married and all that. And yeah. people say, oh, it's not been successful then. I said, well, the duration of a marriage doesn't really dictate whether it's successful or not. I yeah. mean, the quality of it is what you learn just because you marry someone doesn't mean they're going to be there on your deathbed. Right. It's a journey. And I've learned not to attach my, that's another thing. That, that's what I think attachment is a thing. I've learned not to attach myself to people. True. Yeah. Um, I've still got to learn to make myself number one. Yeah. No one's going to do it for you. No, you're right. You know, make yourself number one. No one's going to do it for you. Um, you know, sometimes you have to be selfishly unselfish. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, you're not selfish if you're thinking about yourself first. Yeah, you know, most people make you feel, another thing is you've been made to feel guilty about things in life because you've been brought up that way. You've been told off for no reason. So everything you attempt to do, yeah. you don't do it in case you get told off, but it's subconscious. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so the, that's you, the type of trauma, right? It's an emotional trigger, right? Well, of course, it is. It is. It is. And, you know, if, you, if you're lucky enough to find a good NLP practitioner, I mean, I'm an NLP practitioner. I can't do it myself, though. That's the thing. Yeah. But I can do it for others and others can do it for me. Um, so, oh, maybe you can help me out one day. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll try, inshallah. Why not? Well, can, well of course. Um, we all need it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah we, all need, we all need some kind of therapy, you know, yeah. some we talk, talk to people and let it offload and everything. So, yeah, we, it's important. We have to. We have to. You know. a, a lot of things in life is, see, the, 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 one of my sayings is, you are, you, you are where you're meant to be any one time. Right. You know, change happens one mistake at a time. No one says, you know, no one, there's no such thing as perfection. It's just progression. Just keep moving forward. Like, for example, um, my daughter started school this year. First time. She's been homeschooled. She's, she's okay. 14. Yeah. And after a couple of months, she goes, oh, Baba, I don't like it. I want to move. Yeah. No one, you know, no one loves me. No one, I mean, everybody hates me in the school. Yeah. Everybody is a bit superlative, isn't it? What do you mean? I said, I'm not here to make your life comfortable. And I said, you're not going to grow through your comfort. You've got to face, you've got to face your issues, and that's where you grow. Oh, that's so true. That's true. Make things comfortable for you. Yeah. You know, you deal with it, no matter what it is. Talk to the teachers. Stand up for yourself. Be respectfully. Don't be rude, but be respectfully assertive. Tell, don't let people cross their boundaries with you. Yeah. Let them know that there's a point that they have to stop. If they cross it, there's going to be a backlash. Right. Agreed. Yeah. I've told them that, you know, tomorrow, you know, uh, um, a boy's going to like you, you're going to like him. Yeah. Because he's Muslim, you know, you like him, give him my number. If he calls me, I'll kiss his forehead and shake his hand like him. I said, well done, son. <laughs> no, no, no. Elbow him right in the face. <laughs> you know, if someone touches you inappropriately, don't, right, of don't, course, of course. don't be a silly Sarah and giggle. <laughs> Leave me alone. Crack them, oh, no. yeah. Crack them straight yeah. in the face. Yeah. You know, I say, you know, I'm not here to, I'm not here to provide you resources. Yeah. You know, that's my last point there. If I've got it, when you need it, bismillah. If I haven't got it, Allahu razak, we have sabr and shukr and carry on. Yeah. I'm here to teach you about life skills. Yeah. You know, business, 
um, emotional intelligence, how to deal with your anger, how to deal with your emotions, how to work, th work things out in life, how to deal with life. And one of the things is you don't run away from your problems. You face it. Yeah. Even if you're going to get killed, you face it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't run from your issues. You deal with it. Yeah. Take accountability, responsibility, you know? Yeah. Be a silly Sarah. Be a person that's you know, understands what's going on. You deal with it. You know, we've yeah. still got playing games, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, and they're playing like computer games. And where's the men gone? Right. I'm not saying you don't have to, but it's like, it's a big thing. You know, I, I hate football. You know, I hate all these games. I do have a few games on my phone. I like playing, you know, Mahjong and yeah. quiz, things like that, questions and making words up, things like that. Yeah. I, I've downloaded sometimes these firing shoot 'em up games and after, <laughs> they'll get bored and whatever yeah, you're doing it yeah <laughs> I, need, I need my mind stimulated otherwise i'll, I'll just yeah. um uh vegetate you know yeah, it's true reading i like reading as well that's one of my escapes i love reading um you know like every now and then i'll pick up like say hill bukhari or i'll try and mix it up i might read something else and then go back to that but it's just you know like you said it, it's good to stimulate the brain try and learn something and pass that on as well you know it's really important and that, that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast. Uh, I started this in like the midst of the pandemic in 2020. I was like, man, I need to stimulate my brain. I need to do something, you know, and I feel like we can all be beneficial to each other, you know, and that's why it's like, if, even if it's, you know, like we're told, even if it's a verse of the Quran, you share it, you benefit from it and others will too, you know, we got yeah. it. It's our duty, you know, we, it's our duty to just reach out to each other because we need it. And who knows what kind of friends or, you know, acquaintances. Yeah, you need to make, you need to make time for yourself as well. It's important, me time. Absolutely. I like to go fishing. I like to go camping. I like to oh, go nice. And just, if I see them too, spending too much time on laptops and TV and all that, I just say, let's go. Yeah, you're right. Right. That's what it is. I, I, I mean, may Allah, not, may Allah make our tests easy, even though we speak like this, but... It's got to a point whereby we've um, we've understood it to be a situation whereby you're not in control. And right. People ask, how do you deal with stress? And I say, well, I, if you watch all the other podcasts I do other people, I always mention this because it's very, very important. Yeah. How do you deal with stress and emotional tangents and uh, uh, you know negative tangents? I said, well, I don't get involved mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally in situations beyond my control. Right. You know, what I can, that's it. I, I'm not going to get, you know, oh, but why? Yeah. Why? You're not in control. Allah says, Allah says that you know, don't you, people think they're going to believe and not be tested. And that's it. So I accept that. I accept that. Yeah. Of it. You know, how I'm going to feel if, you know, God forbid Allah takes my son or my children or, you know, my eye, my left arm. I don't know. We don't know. We don't. And you only, you now you is, only know that situation when you're in it. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, um, and I feel like, you know, just like we are built differently in that sense where only Allah knows what we can bear and what we can't bear. And he's not going to yeah. give you any more. You know, we're told that, especially, um, it, you know, it's mentioned also in the Quran, you know, about that, that whatever, whatever Allah is putting there. And it's, it, that's important. We have to understand that it's, it's not going to be beyond your capacity. You will be able to handle it. But there, there's a catch you will be able to handle it as long as you have Allah there and you're grateful even if 
everything gets taken away from you, we can't repay what Allah is blessing us with. And sometimes we forget, you know, like you said about the simple things as sight, as warm water, a roof over your head. And these are huge blessings. Just the simple basics. We have to, it's minimalist, isn't it? We're, we're, Muslims in, the, in those days were very minimalistic. They never acquired so much stuff, you know. Yeah, um, I, I was talking to my brother the other day and I said, I can, I can easily retire on those canal boats. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, no problem. Yeah. What's a, or, a, a, you know, a little chalet or cottage in the woods where I've got oh, to come yeah. hunt. And, no problem for me. Yeah. No problem whatsoever. <laughs> We, no, we all, all, all these all these motorhomes people have, you know, fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're yeah. awesome. There's quite there's some huge ones here. I don't know if you ever watch those shows. <laughs> people do. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I look on YouTube and see people you know how they kit them out and survive and you know, living them and surviving them. It's, it's yeah. huh? they've got those small homes now. I don't know if you've seen them. They're like mini houses. They are so cool, and you can just literally pick them up on a trailer and just move anywhere. You know, it's, it's awesome. Like some people, what they do is they rent out people's, let's say if they've got a lot of space in their back or whatever, they'll say, right, we'll, yeah. we'll rent this space and then they'll live there. And then once they're done with it, they'll move on, they'll go somewhere else. That's just exactly. Like... <laughs> exactly. So, wow, you know, that, that, was, um, that was a really good uh, podcast. I don't want to take too much more of your time. Normally no we problem. kind of set it around 30, 40 minutes. Um, is there anything else you wanted to finish off on before we close? Um, not really, bye. I mean, that's, you know, I think we can do it again, actually. Why not? Yeah, I inshallah. Mean, um, nice so, to meet you. Uh, it was nice to meet you too. And honestly, I, I really appreciate you, um, like, approaching me with regards to this. But if there's anything else you'd like to share, um, you know, like you mentioned about that paper, if there's any links or anything, just send me on Instagram and I'll, I'll add them to the podcast description. Is that okay? Okay, no problem. Cool. That way people can reach you and, you know, it's, it's not just people from the U.S. that listen to the podcast. There's quite a lot of people. Yeah, you can, put my, you can put my email on there. It's not a big deal. I mean, right. there's the, the, uh, inshallah. And then they want to contact me. And I'm, in the, I'm in east of London. Okay. People need, you know, counseling or they yeah. come to put themselves in for a hijama back. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, brother. I appreciate no it. No problem. Really I'm just making some. I'm just making some notes. That's all. It's yeah. all right. <laughs> all right. No problem, Shah. Nice to meet you, Farouk. Inshallah, speak soon. Right. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Stay safe. Salam alaikum. You too, brother. Take care. Salam alaikum.